We didn't start the Harbor Place Stories project as a vengeance or act of retaliation whatsoever. It's my conclusion that when the people over at Harbor Place, which is Dan Mendel and or anybody else who works there, uh, including case management, um, you know, they have friends. They have support because they have family and friends and people who are listening to them. And what they're saying is, in my conclusion, again, uh, throughout the months of the project, based on people's posts on our Facebook page, uh, th there's some sort of anger, too, and a resentment. And we were victims. We were wronged. You know, it's a mom and child, one small family. And why were we wronged? When we get our 30-day ban, I had insulted Dan. Um, through the process, I go through the appeal as... People who were very guilty went ahead and filled out the form for an appeal. But my meeting was two hours long. And in that meeting, you know, things that I kept bottled up, things that I didn't complain about, I shared. It had built up to that where he got insulted. It had specifically built up five weeks. He was torturing me emotionally any time he could, which is when I came to the counter, the office, to pay my rent, to do business. Once I got to the desk, he would say whatever he wanted while videotaping me, and I had already basically protested against that because there was no need. They already have a surveillance system, and that's, hello, what surveillance systems are for. If anything goes down, police use that, and there it is. There's the person who did the crime and what they did. And so spending all the thousands that they spent on the surveillance and for them, for him to feel that he's pretending he's a police officer and he's obsessed with video and has family and friends who are police officers, so he got the idea, um, he somehow finagles them to buy him his own body cam, which he attaches to his person, to his chest, and he then conceals it. He doesn't openly say that he has it, so they're right there, that's wrong. Um, he's knocking on doors, and that can be dangerous, but that's what life is. Um, go with another person, which is what he did do. You go with someone else who's a witness and also who can protect you in case something goes down, and again, you, people can't walk around doing crimes openly and overtly. It, it is what it is. It's going to happen if people are criminals, but it, for the most part, that's not going to happen while on camera, back to the surveillance thing. Surveillance cameras are up, and clearly you bring someone with you standing by your side. The maintenance worker, his best friend and buddy, a tall, big guy, um, it is what it is. But apparently he claimed it was for security that he needed this. But in reality, they wanted to prove what was said. It was just proving. Everything had to be proven because there were a lot of complaints. That's the thing. So people start complaining, but over at the office when he is getting in trouble, I'm going to put that in quotes and unquote because he's not getting in trouble. But once you're called in to discuss it, clearly people don't want to lose their jobs. So in this case, it's unbelievable to me part of this why this project exists because he would deny it and then he would blame the person but then this goes on and on this is when it starts getting crazy why would you be called in for the third time fourth fifth sixth time the sixth time you're called in what the hell were these managers doing 
Well, they were believing everything he said, and he felt that felt he was the victim and explained it that way, and he coerced them somehow, conned them into agreeing to get him a camera for security, so he will prove what people are saying to him. So it's, in essence, not really for security. Additionally, he was taking it home with him, and someone had the nerve to ask me, how do you know he's taking it home? I mean, if you're saying you live there, and you know him, and you're saying something, for the most part, it's going to be true. Why would I make that up? It was a device similar to your regular smartphone and camera, or MP3 radio player, and when he was not on duty, that item was not there on the property. It, he simply took it with him. That's not a big deal. But I think the person who asked me was defending him. That was really actually the rest of the conversation. It's a lot of defending him. The person told me, why do you need to go to the office? That's ludicrous. You had to go there. One, if you live there, you whoever paid. But if you're paying cash, you have to go pay the cash. And then you have the right to go to the office. The office is where you could pick up donation items if you wanted. Um, you can get change for the laundry, which I never did, because I figured don't bother, bother them. But tons of guests just hung out at the office, went there constantly asking for this or that. They need a can opener, they need this, they need that. They're like babies. Tons of guests were like that, and they also couldn't stand being alone, so they'd go in there. Now, I like to keep to myself, and I'm self-sufficient, and I'm also kind and polite and respectful. I thought of, well, I'm not going to go bother them. They're busy. It's hectic enough. It's crazy enough. So I kept to myself, never asked for change for the laundry. I simply went there in order to pay. But no one should suggest to me to avoid the office, don't go in there, to avoid his crazy behavior. Um, towards myself, my son, as well as uh, tons of other guests, people who have voiced their um, concern and their stories. Anyways, so that's why we started doing the project, because we were living there and we were hearing stories. People were talking, people naturally, you know, telling what happened. They're not lying about it. They were telling their stories. They were telling friends' stories, people who used to live their story. So when you went downtown, which is interesting that they're oblivious, it's called talk of the town. The town is small, and even if it was a big town, word gets around. So downtown, it, you congregate around the economic services office, Pearl Street, as well as the bus depot area, and Cherry Street. I mean, you're running into people who live there also, or who used to live there, and they're telling you stories, their stories, and, and it starts to get creepy to me. I defended him always in my mind. Um, we liked him, and he was our friend. It's that simple. There's nothing wrong with that either, but they kind of turned that into something wrong uh, eventually. But uh, nonetheless, back to only this point, was the stories and the talk, and it was just getting crazy. The more stories I heard, I was beginning to feel disgusted and angry, too, as a human rights activist at heart. What, the things I was hearing was very ugly, and it hurt me. And I knew I also had wanted to do some sort of blog because I was already a blogger, and I wanted to put it in a good light. I wanted to write all the good things and you know, with my photography work, put some photos. But then I knew also the other angle was, hey, how about sharing some of the complaints? Um, and especially, that's when this really comes to fruition, is when I finally complain to the upper management, when they ignore my complaints, when they first appear scared to even listen to anything, 
they're defending him, they're listening, they kind they have to be concerned, so they're concerned, but there's nothing done. Everything continues to go on, everything is the same. It was clear to me, again, that they just were defending him, and they would always defend him, and they gave him the body cam and sent him right back in. I always felt they just don't have anybody else to hire. He's doing the job, a heavy job, and they don't have anybody else, so that's how come this is happening. But it only can go so far. Again, then you're in there the tenth time, people are complaining, and it's just he's still there, was still there one year into this project. He had never been fired. Um, and that that's ludicrous, it's shameful, and every place of business has a complaint arena, a format for complaints, and they handle it right away. There is no place of business that they're just going to ignore over and over your complaints, uh, valid complaints, over and over the same things. Well, we have nobody else to manage. We'll leave him there. Um, that's criminal. That's exactly what that is. Now, he was not raping or hurting anybody. He wasn't hitting anybody. But the level, I mean, the theft of people's belongings, just the human suffering, emotional abuse daily, once you get to the office, like myself and my son. I'm going in there to pay. I told him, I said, I'm here to pay. I don't want to talk about that. I was very polite. And then I got angry at him, and I talk, spoke firmly, kind of with teach, teeth clenched, and I tell him, I'm just here to pay. It's please, thank you, and that's it. Because he, I was no longer socializing with him. I was there simply to do business with the please and thank you, by all means. But that irked him and made him upset. He didn't like that. And so he would constantly ask me what room I was in. He would try to talk to me every time that I came in by asking things like that, which he knew the answer to. He was playing games. Uh, and getting more angry as he saw I, I meant it, as the weeks and then months went by. And then fueled by his sidekick, the caseworker, who was his girlfriend, um, she was jealous. She was coercive and controlling in her personality to begin with. And then she's obsessed with him and possessive of him and of the job. And she felt that her job was to be doing everything else except case managing and get involved with every person's business in there. Everything. If you came up to get sheets, she was involved. If you came up to ask for Kleenex, she was involved. And in my case, just involved and then talking behind our backs, uh, deterring um, his friendship as well with us, uh, controlling, calling the shots, giving him ideas on what to do and what not to do. Um, and I mean, it goes on, and that's the purpose of this project. And I mean, I have said a lot, so we will be covering a lot of details that aren't covered here in this speech. <laughs> um, the details are all going to be coming out so that we could put this project to rest, having our story told as well as others. Because wrong is wrong. <laughs>